Hi everyone, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. Today we have a special segment with two graduate students who are at Queen's University, Natalia Santos Ocasio, Janin Sahin, and they will be talking with us about the International Students Working Group Association here at Queen's University, as well as the auction that the ISWG is hosting this month that will end on November 7th. So let's welcome Natalia and Janin to CFRC 101.9 FM. Um, so first of all, thank you for um, making the time to sit with me virtually here to talk about um, the International Students Working Group um, and the auction that you have um, that has started this week and is running until November 6th or 7th, I believe. Yeah, 7th. Yes. Um, so um, yeah, welcome to CFRC. Would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourselves as well as your involvement with the International Student Working Group? Yeah, uh, my name. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, my name is Jana Jana Shahin. I'm a third year PhD in political studies uh, department, and uh, in 2018, I think, like a group of international graduate students started to campaign for tuition fee reduction on campus, and we first started uh, actually as a caucus in our union PSAC 901. Uh, and then we moved to SGPS to be more, you know, inclusive of all graduate students. And we we, we established a working group. But since then, you know, our major campaign has been around uh, reducing tuition fees uh, to domestic levels for graduate students. But also we've forged, you know, some solidarity with the other, you know, groups on campus who are uh, either marginalized or oppressed. So, yeah, that's the the journey. Natalia, maybe you can also introduce yourself. Yeah, um, Natalia, Natalia Santos Ocasio. I'm from the geography and planning department. I'm in my fourth year, uh, so hopefully towards the end and of my program. And then, yeah, like Janan, I've been part of the international student working group since early on. So I've been part of all of that process and uh, yeah, it's been a very, very good part of our university experience to advocate for international graduate students. Amazing. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about the history of the International Students Working Group, like perhaps when it started and that sort of stuff, and what sort of projects has the group worked on in the past? Uh, uh, I think, as as I told you, you know, this central uh, uh, campaign around which the group organized was uh, fair fairness for international students, particularly in terms of the financial packages we receive and the uh, the percentage of tuition fees, you know, that uh, um, tuition fees in that package. Uh, on average, a domestic student pays uh, a graduate domestic student pays uh, like 7,000 Canadian dollars as tuition fees annually, uh, 7,500. For an international student, this number is around 15,000 Canadian dollars. So it is like twice as much. We know at undergraduate level, we have similar problems. It, uh, even, you know, like the disparity is higher. But at graduate level, you are recruited into department with a funding package that promises you to 
uh, you know, like to, to provide, you know, funding until uh, the end of the fourth year, which is considered right. the timely year of period of completion. But in your fifth and sixth year, you are uh, not guaranteed a funding package and you keep paying $15,000, which makes okay. it almost impossible for you to afford. So our projects have mainly centered around this, I would say. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but now I think with this art auction, uh, we are also uh, I guess expressing some other other forms of solidarity that we have uh, forged formed in this period, and uh, this is a very creative and I think beautiful way to share it with the public. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I Dan knows our story a little bit more than I can speak to, but. Um, yeah, and I think uh, a lot of the issues that she has mentioned have really compounded now with the pandemic because so many of our work has been interrupted or affected like everybody else. But obviously with this financial burden added to it, um, it's certainly becoming harder and harder, not just financially, but even emotionally thinking about what we're going to see along the road in our programs uh, for a lot of international graduate students. Completely, yeah. Um, and so, like you said, you have your um, event that has launched this week, the auction that is in support of migrant graduate students who have been facing financial difficulties, um, mainly, obviously, because of COVID-19 as well. So can you tell us a little bit about the auction and kind of what um, things will be featured that may be of interest to the Kingston and or Queens community? Yeah, sure. Um you know, this COVID-19 period has been distressing for everyone, I think. Like over summer, we had a huge tuition waiver campaign signed by domestic and graduate students, which emphasized that the financial burden, you know, in a period where people cannot access jobs as much as they used to do, is uh, something that the university should be doing. And also given that it's online and the facilities, the operational costs at university uh, are significant the law but it wasn't uh, implemented that way i mean unfortunately that demand did not find did not resonate in the administration level back then and international students started to have meetings with the indigenous elders who thought that indigenous students you know are in a in financially more precarious situation and they should be uh, show, showing some kind of support you know like for them and then we started having almost regular meetings with the indigenous elders on campus and with our indigenous colleagues uh, it, it, at first it was like checking in you know like and just keeping touch base how we are doing how we are managing you know like in the in those periods and then we thought like why not taking this solidarity into a different levels and then uh, elders particularly uh, ellen Doxater and deb san amand you know they suggested we can do an art auction fundraiser uh, to to make this collaboration and solidarity more concrete and then we decided to organize this uh, so now uh, people you know like from different parts of the world they donate art we have donations from chipas mexico we have donations from iran from chile and then yeah that's true so uh, hopefully it started today and it will go on for two weeks hopefully people can join our facebook group and you know bid or donate uh, items 
uh, and we can raise some money. And it's not only the issue of funds. I hope with this auction we can uh, spread the word of you know solidarity because as indigenous students, I mean, we recognize that we are guests on the land whose hosts are the indigenous people, right? Mm-hmm. Although all paperwork, official, you know, correspondence is happening with the uh, colonial government of Canada, you know, we know that uh, we know who who are our real hosts on this land. And we want this, you know, communication uh, to, to, to spread to our to other migrant students, you know, on campus and in community. Natalia, do you have anything to add, you know, to that maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like Jana was saying, um, and I think something that we really want to emphasize uh, for people that might be tuning into the event and, and contributing to it is that for us uh, as well, and, and it's important as well, like the financial aid that's going to come out of this. But I think we we really emphasize the kind of political and symbolical meaning of, of this for us as international students in this lands, as well as for our actual hosts, like uh, Janan was saying, right, the indigenous peoples of this lands uh, becoming a real hosts. And, and I think that's very important uh, for us to really forge those relationships, because uh, as part of, of the organization of this event, like Jana was mentioning, we've had meetings. And I think the meetings were not just technical and, and what are the logistics of the activity. They were also about having these conversations and, mm-hmm. and, and thinking through our position here in Canada, as well as their position as, as, as hosts of these lands. And, and so we really want to uh, send that message with this activity. And just to finish, like I, I kept mentioning uh, throughout the, the meetings that we had, that I've been in Canada, in, like Natalia, me, I have been in Canada for six and a half years. And honestly, this is the first time that I feel like really home and welcome because I feel mm-hmm. this is the type of hosting that matters to me the most. So Great. I think a lot of us would agree with that. And, and so that's, that's very important. Yeah, completely. That was very, very, very well put. And it's really great that um, you're not just that the event is not just centered around, um, like you said, um, you know, raising funds for these students, but also like drawing the connection between indigenous communities that we have here in Kingston, um, and as well as the students, um, and where we, um, since we are technically all Queen students here, um, that we like live, learn and play on these lands. But yeah. And, and if, my, if I might add to, yeah. to that is that the alliances that we're forging and, and, you know, also dealing with a financial struggle and a very difficult moment historically for all of us, the fact that we're doing it through art and through beauty and, mm-hmm. you know, through an art auction, I really think it's, it's, it's a, we're building something out of something that it's a little bit complicated, the colonization of this lands, you know, the pandemic, a lot of migrants have to come to this country for different reasons. And, and the fact that we're building with something as beautiful as like art practices and, and all of this uh, art, you know, uh, art pieces and artisanal pieces is it's just a very, very exciting and beautiful thing. 
Yeah, maybe one thing, you know, like to add is indigenous nations on this land, I mean, Turtle Island, have been fighting hard, right, for some time. And now we have Mi'kmaq fishermen fighting. Mm -hmm. We had last year wet sweating, you know, uh, yeah. resistance. And along with that, we have, you know, uh, other forms of resistance simultaneously almost happening. Right. And they are, they, yeah, they are treated rights, you know, their rights as indigenous nations over their land are constantly being denied by by, uh, the government and we have RCMP, you know, or other suppressive yeah. Yeah, in instruments launched against them. So uh, it's also a, a perfect time, I think, for us to show our uh, solidarity. Mm -hmm. And it's really generous of them to show their solid solidarity for our uh, circumstances, uh, to, to remedy, to improve the circumstances that we as migrant students live in. Uh, and the important maybe point here is at Queen's University, we are also at a point of maybe change, which is happening because of the pressure from below. Like just it was uh, basically last week, right? The building, law faculty building, yeah, you know, like has been time. removed. Yeah, it, it has been denamed. So Sir Janay won't be on the uh, plate anymore in front of that building. And it mm -hmm. has it happened through a campaign from below. Uh, I think as migrant students, we also tried to show solidarity in that period. So this. this is something beautiful coming up and it mm -hmm. expresses itself in different ways and this artist the, the art form maybe the creative way as Natalia said uh, is one of the one of the forms but it's really beautiful and I hope uh, people will appreciate that yeah yeah for sure I'm very excited also to like see the artwork <laughs> and stuff as yeah. yeah gonna join the Facebook group and whatnot um, and I know um, like we were saying about um, a lot of the stuff that's kind of happening um, well within Canada but also just here on Queen's campus um, like you said the name change of Sir John A. Macdonald building um, but there's also been a lot of news recently about um, international Queen's graduate students who are losing their TA positions um, because of the fact that they're just not in the country or not on campus even though that's um, you know, discriminatory and kind of goes against the guidelines that are in place. And I spoke with um, a graduate student, um, Harsha Vardhan, about this, and I was just wondering if either of you would like to maybe speak to this issue and elaborate on it, um, because I know that some more updates have been made recently since I last spoke to him two weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, issue, you know, is now in the going to the process of arbitration from the union side uh, because we grieved about it through union international students who are not residing in canada at the moment are not given ta ship ra ship you know or any employment contract by queen's university uh, but we haven't heard really convincing justification why it is not happening from the university side uh, because as far as we know like in carlton they are offering contracts to students outside Canada. So why not at Queen? So I don't think there is a federally or provincially binding, you know, like regulations which uh, justify the decision that Queen's University made. Uh, and the, this was, of course, really detrimental, the, I think, to the well-being of international students in multiple uh, ways. First, uh, the all education is conducted online, delivered online now. And it, if you have good internet connection, it is very 
possible, you know, like wherever you are to offer the service that you are offering as TAs and RAs, you know, as, 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 as part of the graduate uh, workers, academic workers at graduate level. Um, and we know that if you are a faculty member, you can perfectly do that. There is no precondition for you to be here in Canada uh, if, if you are teaching a course. And uh, secondly, most of the returning students have SIN numbers and Canadian bank accounts, which wouldn't uh, create any issues in terms of payment and payment of salaries for for university or taxation. Uh, therefore, you know, like the reasons are not convincing and we have petitioned, uh, sorry, we have uh, written an open letter, I mean PSAC and SGPS co-signed the letter, public letter, uh, but the response from the School of Graduate Students was not, you know, like positive. So we predict the policies will go on uh, till the end of winter semester, but we will be uh, fighting for change uh, in that process, right? Because we know that our colleagues will have to return for winter semester. Some of us had to return for fall semester. And uh, yeah, maybe Natalia can add something to that, uh, especially about the consequences of this policy for international students. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I think uh, Janan has, and she's been very involved in the, the production of the documentation and so on. So, so mm. she really explained that uh, very well. But something that I've been trying to bring up in relationship to this issue is the fact that uh, when we were asked by, asked by our departments to confirm that we were going to be in Canada during the, the length of the, of the academic year, so 2020, the fall, as well as 2021, the winter semester, um, like Jana was said, that really triggered a lot of people to have to come back here, uh, even if, if, if you know, there were other things happening back home. And I think uh, the decision by the university, among the other things that Jana already described, really it's a little bit not conscious of the types of caring networks and responsibilities that a lot of us have back home. Like a lot of us depend or are part of the caring networks of our families and our communities. And so that's not very sensitive to that, as well as the fact that when they ask me if I'm gonna be here, say next semester, well, you know, knocking on wood, I hope no, nothing happens back home in the middle of a pandemic that pushes me to go back home and take care of the people that really depend on, on me in times mm -hmm. like this. So I really wonder if the university would take away our funding packages or our TA or RA positions if we had to go back home because somebody fell ill, you know, God forbid, in our community and needed our um, care. Mm -hmm. so, so these are things that is, is not, it's from so many sides of the equation. It's really uh, creating a lot of pressure on us, like certainly financially for people that were not able to come back, you know, aggregate that to the fact that we pay more tuition. Mm -hmm. uh, but also from a very like personal, emotional, and like community sense of, of, of the issue, because it, you know, back home we have other worlds and other people that really depend yeah. on us, and that we depend on in times like like this. Mm -hmm. Completely, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we end off? Yeah. First of all, we we really uh, want to thank you know CFRC for hosting you know this interview. 
Uh, it's very important, I think, like as uh, our radio station, you know, like just based on campus to uh, kind of to help us to, uh, you know, share our concerns and good solidarity events we're organizing with the rest of the Queen's community. We want to say thank you. Yeah. And also, uh, whoever is listening to the, uh, the this, you know, like interview now, I encourage everyone to join the Facebook group for the auction we have a, a international graduate students working group facebook page you know and also there we have the link for the uh, auction everybody can see so for people that want to uh you know access the auction you just have to go to facebook.com slash queens iswg as international student working group and from there you'll be able to join the the action and it will end on November 7th and you know as everybody's trying to bring a little bit of brightness into their houses where we're spending a lot of time these days it might be nice to add a little bit of of beautiful pieces uh, and in the in the process contribute to a fundraising for international students held organized and, and held by uh, indigenous elders and colleagues at the university yeah for sure Thank you so much for the kind words and also thank you, yeah, for coming um, on air to talk with me about um, the auction coming up and um, as well as the issue of TA ships um, and funding and stuff for graduate students. But yeah, thank you so much. It was really great speaking with you both about this. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Alexandra. Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.